Welcome to Reawakening Love and Power with Carol Ann. My guest for this conversation is Mari De Luna, and we're talking about how to feel more power and pleasure in your sex life. But this is not your usual 10 tips to having more fun in the bedroom. I love how Mari articulates these three stages of sexual empowerment, which are a solid and sexy foundation for all the experiences you desire to have. This conversation centers the experiences of people who've been socialized as girls and women and who play with penises. But if that's not you, there's still plenty of the conversation that will apply. In celebration of the one-year anniversary of this podcast, I'm offering a series of prizes if you review and or share this podcast by Valentine's Day, the 14th of February, 2021 in Australia time. You could win a handwritten letter from me, a personalized custom audio practice, or a one-on-one pussy or body connection ritual also with me. To enter and go into the draw, follow the link in the episode description or on my Instagram to let me know you've reviewed it or shared it. I talk about pussy a little too much to be able to advertise freely on social media, so your shares and reviews really help to spread the word and help me and my guests to make a bigger impact. And if you prefer to watch these podcast conversations, you can now find them on YouTube. Mari De Luna is a trauma-informed women's empowerment coach who helps women suffering from low libido create the epic sex life they crave for themselves. She blends mindful living, positive psychology, and her most recent studies in Neo-Tantra and Taoism for a holistic approach to guide women on a journey of self-discovery. She works with an integrated holistic system that addresses very deeply the body and the mind to promote profound transformation with long-lasting results. So thank you, Mari, for joining me today. It's such a pleasure to be talking with you, and I'm really excited to see where this conversation goes. Mm, I am (laughs) delighted to be here. Carol, thank you so much for having me. So to start with, um, I think it's it's beautiful to kind of set the context that when we're talking about the desires that we have in terms of our sexuality and our love life and our relationships and feeling good in our bodies, often we can go straight to like the tips of technique, like what... Um, you know, wearing lingerie and how to use an ice cube, what to do with your tongue, what kind of position, that sort of thing. But I think it actually is so powerful to actually start with the context and the the kind of our, our environment. What is the environment mm. inside us and what is the environment um, kind of in societies in our our family groups in our cultures, how those things play a role in what our sensual and sexual experiences are. Mm, Yes, yes, I so agree with that, that um, context, intention, even, um, yeah, the awareness as to what is it that you want and the, in getting better at intimacy if that's mm. if that is such a thing because um we tend to go like to be goal oriented mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and so 
in all the, you know, learn to give blowjobs or be the best lover in three steps or do these five things. And we are so rushed to mm. thinking mm. about all the things that we need to be in order to get something. Mm-hmm. And we forget about ourselves. We forget about the, you know, the true desire underneath mm. all of it. Like, what is the true desire in pleasing your partner mm. orally? Yeah. You know, when think about that is connection. And that brings me to how do you, how connected are you to yourself? How connected are you to, to what it is that you need to, to have that complete context, not just the pleasing, um, but where are you in the whole picture? Mm. And, and um, yes, I know like getting the lingerie and getting the, you know, the, toys and and reading about how to do things and helps Mm. but also you know how connected you are and Mm. how safe do you feel in your body to to even do the thing Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah yeah I kind of think of it like our inner ecosystem because there can be um there can be shame and there can be excitement and there can be fear and there can be mm. things that you can't even quite articulate but they make you feel stuck or kind of held back in some way as well as um pleasure and joy and mm. the the joy of connecting with another person and all of those kind of qualities really play into our our sensual and sexual experiences but it yeah so it I think really paying attention to that that inner world and the Mm -hmm. society and the context that we live in actually has a much bigger impact than we realize and you were saying something Mm -hmm. about um true desire or or genuine Mm -hmm. desire what was the word you used do you remember Hmm. authentic desire authentic something like that yes um yeah and yes I mean I know that when we are in relationship um with somebody else we tend to go to okay how do we please this person Mm -hmm. because our ultimate desire is more intimacy is to Mm -hmm. grow in in their relationship and mm-hmm. and then we get you know like all the shame because um we want to make it work and yet and yet we don't feel comfortable we don't feel um good enough mm. to to go there to go you know so the intimacy is it's part of it it's being really raw and authentic Mm. and allowing the other person to see you and in in all of the uh in all of the lights Mm. in all of the facets and all of your colors and um admitting that you know we have the intention to be intimate and to love them and and yet there's shame and yet there's pressure there is you know, the pressure from mm. society, the pressure from, mm. 
from everything around us to look, to do certain things, to look a certain way, to say things that, you know, we don't, we really don't want to or don't want mm. to do it in a certain way. So um, I go back, I go back to what is it that I want and how intimate I am with my true desires. And um, sometimes we are on the same page, me and my partner with the things that we want to do in, in our relationship. And sometimes it takes me time um, to get there. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's like, yes, I want to do it, but I, I want to take it slow or I, I want I want to explore deeper, um, you know, um, what would it mean for us to do that? Like, what would it mean? What would it look like? And I'm not talking about getting the lingerie or getting the toy or, or doing the thing. It's like, what is it going to do for us? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that's such a key thing that you're illustrating that, um, say the, so say the surface or the the initial desire looks like um, what we we were talking about using blowjobs as an example. So the Mm -hmm. the initial desire is I want to feel good at giving my partner a blowjob and for them to really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. But what does that give you? Like why? And Mm. what kind of going underneath, is it about, um, is it about sharing pleasure? Is it about wanting a deeper connection? Is it about wanting to try something new? Or what? what is that? Ex- what do you ex- expect that experience to give you in your um, interaction with that person, whether it's in a relationship or some other form? Um, yeah, I think that actually understanding that this thing that I want is actually because I want to have like uh, a deep, beautiful connection with my partner that is going to last over time is different Mm -hmm. than I want to have good technique. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love what you said as that had to do with the shared desire Mm -hmm. um, to do the thing and in arriving at this place that feels good to the both of us or however many people are involved in that relationship right and it's not just to um yeah to just out of pleasing because oh my god god only knows how many times (laughs) we have done things just to please and just to get over to get it over with or yeah or just because that's what that's what you do in relationships and so yeah, it has, for me, in my experience, it has taken me um, a process of unlearning mm. uh, and listening to listening to exactly what it is that I am um, hoping to get out of whatever experience, mm. especially when it comes um, to my sexuality, mm. because... Uh, as I know, many can relate with what I'm about to say. I have lived a very, uh, I guess, unconscious life where my sexuality was based mostly on the pleasure of my partners and very little on my own. And so, um, yeah, 
it has taken me <laughs> this mm-hmm. long and I think it's a journey to examine um, the intention behind things intention um, you know uh, into in, in that very thing like why is it that we want to do uh, something with our partners and checking in to make sure that that inner environment that you were talking about it at the mm-hmm. beginning is conducive for the things that we want to do. Um, one of those elements is being uh, safety, feeling safe, yeah. Yeah. feeling safe in our bodies, feeling that there is enough um, intimacy to feel safe, to have an open and honest communication mm. with our partners and say, I'm, I like it to be slow or mm. I can do this much today. Um, to have that um, dynamic feedback, mm-hmm. you know, real-time feedback. And it sounds so simple, but it's very yes. difficult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think safety is so underrated when it comes to sexuality. And it's there's so many layers to it. It's kind of it includes your internal sense of safety. And do you um, feel safe and secure inside yourself and Mm. it comes on the layer of the relationship of um is the the kind of structure of your relationship and the culture within your relationship something that feels safe Mm -hmm. and then there's the kind of broader environment that you live in do you feel safe in your everyday life and how that impacts you um it's such a yeah but it, it doesn't sound as sexy but I think like from my kind of embodied experience, safety is sexy. And actually that makes me curious what um, on a kind of embodied sensational level, what does safety feel like in your body? Mm, yes, I love that question. I love um, learning to pause that to me, it's the first indicative and signal that I am in a safe place when mm-hmm. I'm able to take a second to check in. I know that I don't feel safe when I answer right away. I mean, there are occasions when I'm so sure I've done this before. I'm extremely safe, feeling safe with the person that I'm with or in the environment that I will answer right away. But oftentimes, especially in... Uh, in intimacy, mm-hmm. it, 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 um, I want to be able to take as long as I need to. Yeah. And I want to know that it is okay mm. to take the time. And so when I'm able to um, take that time for myself and check in, that is my first signal. And then I go in my body and I feel the sense of being grounded. Um, I feel the sense that I'm actually feeling my feet on the Mm. floor or Mm -hmm. I'm feeling my shoulders or I'm I'm aware of the posture. I'm also aware of the speed at which I'm talking. Mm -hmm. So yes, all of those tell me this is safe for Mm -hmm. me. Mm Yeah. Yeah. What about you? How does safety feel in your body? For me, it's um, it's kind of the 
absence of tension and bracing. So even as you were talking and describing the the slowness and being able to pause, I felt my belly soften and my shoulders Mm -hmm. kind of soften. And I took this nice, you know, one of those exhales that's like, (sighs) and you just kind of settle a bit more. There was that kind of feeling of my body being more relaxed Mm. and also noticing that my face is, is relaxed, especially my jaw and the muscles around my eyes. Like if those are, if it feels softer and and more relaxed in my face. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe like a fuller, smoother breath. Mm. And I'm trying not to describe it in terms of, because sometimes it's easy to focus on what does it feel like when it's not safe, which is useful Mm -hmm. to understand, but it's also useful to be able to kind of visualize or, or conceptualize what it's like to, to actually feel the thing you want to feel. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, um, but there is that, that lack of bracing. Cause I, when you mentioned the word pressure before pressure from us, pressure from the people we're engaging with, whether it's real or perceived pressure from society that kind of becomes our own internal pressure. That we use that that word pressure. I think really that resonates with my personal experience. That that's one of the things that um, does a number on my experience of sensuality and sexuality. So kind of the abs, and and I kind of end up bracing for if I say or do something my partner doesn't like, is he going to get mm-hmm. upset or? Um, I put pressure on myself to have an orgasm easily as quickly as I want. And that feels like, you know, that there's like a tension and a, and a like a squeezing and a trying. Yeah. So that safety Mm. is that, that real softness and relaxation. And it, for other people, it depends maybe on what, Mm-hmm. where they habitually hold tension in their bodies. But I just kind of wanted to paint that picture that safety can feel, um, yeah, there's kind of a spaciousness, a relaxation, mm-hmm. like my breath can flow. Um, it just feels, it feels soft to me, at least mm-hmm. in in this moment. It doesn't mean that I can't feel excited at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, so funny that um, you mentioned that talking about blowjobs and safety, it doesn't really correlate and it's not sexy, but it's so fucking sexy when you are into that softness of your mm-hmm. body and into that um, connection to how nimble and spacious mm-hmm. each part of your body feels it feels Mm -hmm. yummy Mm -hmm. and especially when you mentioned about around your face guess what we're gonna use our faces to give (laughs) blowjobs so having that relaxation around the jaw Mm -hmm. comes with safety Mm -hmm. because if you are in a pressure environment for whatever reasons 
the blowjob is not going to feel good. And mm. let me tell you, my ultimate goal is for every woman to enjoy whatever oral pressure, uh, pleasure they're giving to their partners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say for anyone of any gender, giving, enjoying, giving oral pleasure would make the world a better place. <laughs> Absolutely. We will be at it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it, yeah. Like I was going to say, taking the, the job out of the blow mm-hmm. job, it would be like, yes, honey, let me give you one. <laughs> mm. Mm. Mm, yes. I um I tend to hold a lot of tension around my jaw and my face. So it is really interesting to hear you say that because one of that's one of the things that doesn't um always feel comfortable to me is my mm. it gets uncomfortable in my jaw and in my face. Mm. But as I was even um for people listening, they couldn't see you, but as you were describing enjoying your body, there was this like suppleness and almost kind of like beautiful serpentine movement that you were making that that just looked so um luscious Mm. (laughs) 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 yes you know um when we talk about the more we talk about feeling safe in our bodies and how that invites this the space to to experiment to to come from that place we were talking about before the intention more than oh I am going to do this thing I'm going to give him a blowjob um it I find that that is the if you like steps, I find that that is step number one mm-hmm. to getting really into your body and feeling into how soft and pleasurable um, you can find pleasure in different pockets of your mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. And I find that from that place is where we um, can get into power. Mm-hmm. And I find that power is like number two in 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 that sequence of things that mm-hmm. um, that help us right um, get into the mindset, get in, get in all on board, the physical body, the mental body, the emotional body, the energetic body, all on board and all in the same party bus, so that we can mm-hmm. all have fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious what your definition of power is. Mm, Yeah. So, yeah, when I think about power, um, yeah, I think about the the ability to be, to get in contact with your sovereignty Mm. and, and feel safe enough to say yes to this situation or say no. Or even say maybe. Mm-hmm. So power doesn't have to be necessarily a physical thing. Mm. Um, yes. For me, it's more um, connecting the dots that when there is something uncomfortable or something that just doesn't jive, I I'm I have that sovereignty in me. I have I have the permission. I have the allowance. To say, wait a minute, I need a second, or 
let's just call the whole thing off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that happens after we feel safe enough in our bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Because often the in that particular situation, the fear is, at least for, for me and a lot of the people I've worked with, it, the fear is around upsetting the other person mm-hmm. and losing the kind of connection with the other person if I say no or I want to stop. And that can be really uncomfortable. Um, And to actually genuinely feel like you can say no and however they respond, that you can handle their response. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That does make it, uh, to feel like that's a genuine option, that then you feel like you're really genuinely choosing the situation. Mm -hmm. And to me, power is about, um, in broader terms, like you said, the ability or the capacity to to live life on your own terms, to mm-hmm. create the experiences you want and to um, not do things you don't want in, mm-hmm. in simply. Um, and that is when you apply it to, to sexuality, yeah, to really fully live into the desires of what you want, but mm-hmm. to have that clear boundaries and and safety Mm. to navigate it the way that you want the way that feels good to you to live and to live in a way that is more about how you genuinely authentically want to live rather than what society has told you you should do Mm. yes beautifully said oh yes and I think it's such a dance between safety and power because Mm -hmm. The more you're aware of your power um, in the choices that you have, whether it's to stop the situation or to continue the situation, um, the safer you feel. And so it's like one feeds the other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, it's more like a, a cycle rather. This is not necessarily like a linear process that we're going through, mm-hmm. right? Um, it makes sense to, it's helpful to kind of conceptualize it in these steps, but I do find that when it comes to our personal growth and healing, it's not very linear. It can be cyclical and it can also just be like all over the place. (laughs) It has its own direction and wisdom and timing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, I want to, I want to share something, um, a personal experience with claiming, reclaiming, no. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was, uh, playing a fantasy (laughs) with my partner and I asked them to sit patiently and to invite me to sit on his lap and that I would say, no, Mm -hmm. I would say, no. Mm-hmm. And I asked them to, to please be patient and that it's not personal, but that I needed to rehearse yeah. over and over saying no. Uh. And I found that so healing mm. uh, for myself. And I know this, this tool would be healing to other people. Mm. Um, but it gave me the chance to, to know that 
I can say no in different and, and use in different tonalities of my voice, even using different um, acting out my no, like putting my hands up or putting my hands on, on my hips. Mm. But saying no, even though I do know this person, I love this person. And it's okay to say no sometimes. Yeah. 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 And that he would love me. And he would still yeah. want me, yeah. even though I said no. Yeah. That's really beautiful. And to be able to actually play it out mm-hmm. and not, it's not, it's not like a conceptual thing anymore. You've experienced mm-hmm. in your body what it is to mm-hmm. use my voice and to use my gestures and my body language and then to live out what his response was mm-hmm. and to get that mm-hmm. kind of embodied evidence that's really powerful Mm -hmm. yes I was um you know looking in in the ways that I could rewire in my brain saying no Mm -hmm. so repeatedly um because I've experienced so many times that my no hasn't been Mm. honored Mm. by sexual partners Mm. and otherwise by other people and to have this and even though it's not a a uh, real life situation it is training my my brain mm-hmm. right and in, in all the ways i've said no 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 repeatedly and have it be okay mm-hmm. mm. yeah that's really beautiful and that that's a great example too of the way that safety and power feed into each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've um, we've also talked about previously how we often think of the the giver in a blowjob scenario as being in a more submissive less powerful role. Mm. I'm curious what you think about that and where you, what you see the real power dynamics as being or what they could be where one person is giving a blowjob and the other one's receiving it. Mm. I love that question. And um, yes, I used to think that way that, um, you know, the, the shame around, given a blowjob and in being in that submissive, um, I guess, you know, like, um, even though that that was the person I was with by choice, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I was doing something that society has said repeatedly that was kind of degrading and, Mm -hmm. um, yeah you know, like, uh, all the other conditioning around giving blowjobs and, and, um, how I have been shamed or other women have been shamed for being in their full expression of sexuality. Um, and so how disempowering that, that, that was to believe that, um, and what comes to mind in, uh, you know, and that from a submissive mm-hmm. point of view is that in order to give power away, 
you have to know your own power. Mm. And, um, you know, in BDSM communities, um, I, I've heard this term, you know, of being submissive uh, being, you know, like so common, but it, there's also that that polarity that in order for you to, to be in that position, you have to know your boundaries and knowing mm-hmm. boundaries mm-hmm. is having ownership over your body, having mm-hmm. ownership of knowing what feels good and what feels bad mm. and having the language or having some sort of signal that would, that would let the other person know that that's not okay. Yeah. And so that blew my mind because yeah. then the submissive is, you know, in, in the BDSM context is it's a role Mm-hmm. that you play and you play it by choice mm-hmm. and so if we can bring that to uh, a non-BDSM scenario that you're mm-hmm. you know at home with your partner and you don't have that lifestyle but you're more of a you know non-BDSM person then you know knowing that what you're doing is it's a beautiful thing with the intention of wanting to get closer and and um and connecting more with your partner and that you always have the choice to stop the situation or to mm-hmm. stay longer in the situation and to have it be as yummy and mm-hmm. as delicious as you want it to be. Yeah. And so under those conditions, you can call me submissive all day long. <laughs> <laughs> especially that kind of tying it back to what you were saying about really having the power of genuinely being prepared to say no and genuinely being in that situation by choice really opens up the power to um, participate and be present Mm -hmm. in that dance with your partner. Mm-hmm. in a, a more empowered way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I love what you said about being present. Being present is another signal that you feel safe. Yes, yes. And in your body, able and to your body, yes. feel your body's sensations and feel your breath and have some level of relationship with those things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so if the first step is safety the second step in this (laughs) non-linear adventure is power what's the third step well I would say then you start getting into more of the technicalities right so more of the um, using your your senses to know what is it that you like and want and want to receive and explore. And so if we're talking about blowjobs, I want blowjobs to be very enjoyable to myself. Mm-hmm. I don't want just the pleasure to be for him. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, um, I have discovered this thing called pleasure mapping mm-hmm. and I have mapped my um my pussy on my lips 
And so oh. I started that practice with my finger, you know, just tracing the lips and making them very sensitive, very mm-hmm. sensitive to the touch. And mm-hmm. like when I'm putting on lipstick or mm-hmm. chapstick, just feeling into the different um, pressures and feeling into all the textures of my lips. My lips are super sensitive now. Mm-hmm. Um, they were in that I didn't feel much before. Mm-hmm. And so then taking it inside, um, inside my mouth and actually mapping again, my pussy and in, inside my mouth um, and gaining a lot more sensitivity and, and then um, taking it back into, you know, deeper in the throat um, and cervical you know, throw orgasms mm-hmm. feel are, are very connected to the cervical orgasms and mm-hmm. um, they feel very pleasurable to me. And mm-hmm. um, I know that a lot of people feel that gag reflex and mm-hmm. that is something that, you know, it's it's very individual. But I graduated from my finger mapping my lips and my mouth um, to using a toy, a dildo. Mm-hmm. And so then it became more realistic, the dildo and a penis. Um, and I, you know, this is how you, you take ownership yeah. of blowjobs, mm-hmm. right? And um, it feels incredibly, incredibly pleasurable to explore deeper into, into your mouth and, yeah. and having uh, those throat orgasms are... Mm delish (laughs) (laughs) there's it it really um it's a whole I hadn't ever thought when I thought about receiving or feeling experiencing pleasure while giving a blowjob I thought more about the way you might move your body or the way that you or your partner might touch your own pussy or um if you have one or um the, the kind of having nice smells or nice light or those sorts of things. I hadn't really thought about sen- sensitizing your whole lips, mouth, and throat in that way. But that is a process I've gone through with my own pussy. And now I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. because I get that the, the underlying principle is that you can build sensitivity you can train your body for sensitivity Mm -hmm. we have that neuroplasticity that uh, ability to change our experience in our bodies with practice and intention and time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um that's kind of like opened up a whole new world for me when you say (laughs) you you mapped it like uh like pussy mapping how do you mean Mm. And so uh, you would, you, I don't think it would translate, um, you know, the, the anatomy of your pussy onto your lips, but sort of imagining that your pussy, I mean, your pussy lips are mapped onto your, your lips on your mouth. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I am, you can trace your lips. Mm-hmm. And sort of imagining sensations in your pussy, inviting mm-hmm. pussy to come into conversation mm-hmm. with the sensations you're feeling 
on your lips. And so mm-hmm. it does require um, imagination mm-hmm. and um, tapping into the felt sense, mm-hmm. right? And so how can I touch my lips so lusciously that my pussy engages? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it could be a delicious game that you can yes. actually play any day yeah. on occasion and people don't need to know that you're actually mapping your pussy lips <laughs> onto your <laughs> onto your lips <laughs> I could imagine an intermediate step as well where you were you had one hand on your lips or your mouth and another hand on your pussy and you were kind of like stimulating them together to kind of link up mm-hmm. those that would be an interesting exploration but that that word exploration I think really is really useful here because mm-hmm. even as you're you're what you're describing is not none, none of what we've been talking about is a you do one practice or you change one thing and overnight it's different we're talking about kind of a a practice a way of life mm-hmm. something that is in my opinion well worth investing time and energy into but it does take time and energy and intention. And I think thinking of it as an exploration, as play, as um, driven by curiosity. Mm-hmm. Like curiosity is one of my favorite kind of driving values um, that, that makes it feel so much more like it takes the pressure off to me and yeah. makes it feel much more enjoyable and and playful and even just there was something that you were describing earlier about playing with your partner and just the idea of exploration like what if we thought of our sexuality not uh, say engaging with a partner not necessarily as like have sex do the thing have an orgasm but like a play play and exploration of our bodies what can they do what can we experience today what can we dance with between us mm-hmm. that brings a whole new quality to me oh my gosh yeah it's <laughs> like my head just exploded <laughs> because i used to um orgasm just uh by masturbation like mm-hmm. i couldn't I'm talking about back in my 20s mm-hmm. when I was a newbie at this. And like the variety on the menu now, it is mm-hmm. it's so it's so amazing. It's so cool. It's like, oh my God, my body is so capable of mm-hmm. feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like you said, it's a practice. It, it totally is a practice. And you can make it as it's even sexy. It's actually really sexy to bring to bring the play. And to bring the curiosity. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So when I think about play and curiosity in my body, I get a little bit of a kind of a smile and kind of a a cheeky squint in my eyes. And I feel kind of a rising energy that's maybe a bit tingly, a bit warm kind of from my belly up through my chest, there's kind of like a, a rising lifting sensation and uh, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of a 
impulse to kind of move my spine back and forth or sway it a little bit. I don't know. It feels more alive. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like my, I'm smiling so hard. My cheeks hurt. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because how beautiful it is that we're having this conversation yeah. about how to like, if you will, how to give better blowjobs, but we're talking about our pleasure mm-hmm. first. And we're talking mm-hmm. about how, how do we how do we feel safe? Like, how, like what are the ingredients mm-hmm. to get there? But we're talking about ourselves first. Like we are not talking about the one, two, three steps in order to give the blow job. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. This is totally what I want for every woman or every individual out there who wants to, yeah. who wants to like feel, you know, good when they're, in uh, their full expression of their sexuality. Yeah. Yeah. And even as, as you say that, like how exciting it is to have this conversation, it makes me think kind of in the broader cultural societal context, mm-hmm. being in the year 2021 now, um, mm-hmm. we do have a lot more freedoms than our parents, our grandparents, our great-grandparents. And also I know you and I, our families come from different places, different experiences that they would have had as well. But just the, it's actually relatively recent in our history as humans, um, at least within the past few thousand years, that we can have this kind of freedom to explore and talk about that. And I feel really grateful for that. But also it brings up this kind of drive in me to make it more safe and more accessible for all kinds of people. Because not everyone had, we all have kind of relative privileges around access to this work and safety in doing this work. Yeah. Ah, yes, yes. Um, I'm so thankful that you brought that up because it is real and I can speak only from my experience, which is I'm a Latino woman. Mm. Um, And yeah, I, I, you know, I I can only imagine that my mother never had this Mm. opportunity to be involved in such conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, Even when I say, you know, when I bring my mom into this conversation, I just feel like, oops, is she listening to this? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah, I think it's, it's so important that we have more conversations like this Mm -hmm. to make it to make it more normal and, mm-hmm. and, and to, to talk about, you know, all the different pressures and all the different um, conditions and the different resources that we have nowadays available to us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I know many in, in from, like I said, being a Latino woman, I know that there are many that don't feel is okay to talk about to have this type of conversations yeah. that yeah um you know for whatever reason their religion or their families don't allow it and and, and yet they are you know they're wishing things were different mm. Mm. 
So I'm, I'm very glad that, you know, we are having these conversations and that is accessible, relatively accessible to, to the masses, mm-hmm. um, normalizing the conversation, um, sharing resources so that people can get informed. Yeah. 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 And that, as we've been talking about the kind of context and ecosystem that our sexuality lives in, we've talked a lot about kind of your, our inner context and our inner ecosystem, like my own experience of shame and excitement and discomfort. Mm. Um, But that's connected to the experiences of the generations before me and the society that we live in and that just the, the water we swim in, the air that we breathe and what our family's experiences have been before us. And so I think there is something actually quite radical about reclaiming the pleasure in a blowjob, you know, especially for those of us who have been socialized as girls and as women. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I want to just scream from the rooftops that you know we have access and again I I also would like to um, acknowledge the privilege that we mm. live in this mm. age where it is kind of okay at least in where I'm located um to say yes I'm a sexual woman I'm a mother as well and I belong mm. to this society and I can hold so many, you know, paradoxes yeah. and none of that defines me. And I can, I can live life on my own terms, going mm. back to having the sovereignty and knowing where our power resides mm. um, and co-creating, co-creating the type of intimacy, the type of relationship that you want to have with yourself and with others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we said the word paradox, I also felt another big exhale. I think there's a there's a real power in claiming that I can be two seemingly opposing things at the same time, and I'm not going to try to make myself mm. choose between them. I'm just going to occupy both of them. That's huge for that's a, been something very significant for me personally. Yeah. yeah. That has been a, also <laughs> a huge thing for me, and I'm still grappling with that. Mm. I get stuck. It's sometimes really sticky for me to to be okay with the whole of you know the the two opposing terms or views, and being okay with not labeling myself, being okay with being all of it all at once and not mm-hmm. being anything, not being defined by any of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that is part of the, um, you know, integrating that generational trauma. Mm-hmm. And it's defining how we live life mm-hmm. nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. So I'm thinking about everything that we've talked about in the context of at least so I've, I've lived, I grew up in the U S and now I live in Australia. So I, I speak from the perspective of those 
cultures Mm -hmm. as a, a white woman. The experiences of uh, feeling like if you look like you're enjoying sex too much, then you're a slut. And on the other Mm -hmm. side, you don't want to be a prude. And so there's one kind of bind. And there's the message and the expectation that for you to be desirable you have to be know what you're doing in bed and be really sexy and make your partner happy and it has to look a certain way and um there's all of these constraints it's like you should be this kind of sexual in this kind of situation with one person who is your your sworn partner (laughs) (laughs) And like you said, all that pressure, like you mentioned something about feeling like not enough at the beginning. Mm. That's one of the, the things that comes up for me a lot is feeling like if I, um, if I don't, if I'm not sexy in this way, if I don't experience pleasure in this way, if I don't perform in this way, then I'm not enough. I'm not a good enough partner. I'm not a good enough, like woman I'm not desirable and all of that kind of whether we believe it consciously or not it kind of seeps into us Mm -hmm. yeah so it is there's so many layers to reclaiming that safety and that Mm -hmm. power but I kind of I think I just wanted to illustrate the just the importance of understanding that context. It's not like, you know, if we feel shame because we don't feel sexy or comfortable giving a blowjob, that's not like a personal failing. That's an evidence of all of the influences that we've experienced over our lives that have... um, hidden or suppressed or made wrong parts of our natural sexual enjoyment and expression if that makes sense oh yes yes I I so resonate with that and it brings me back when you said that one of your main driven forces is curiosity and so when we apply that lens to everything it 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 put shame to shame right (laughs) when you bring the curiosity let me put on my curiosity glasses on Mm -hmm. and shame doesn't exist or it kind of minimizes it takes the charge out because then you have space yeah all of a sudden there is space to show up and be and feel whatever anything goes this is the game where anything goes Mm mm-hmm and like, I the more I try to separate safety and power, mm-hmm. uh, the more I get reassured that the two go together. Yeah. Um, but I I do have to acknowledge that for me, feeling safe in my body was like the most basic foundation mm-hmm. to even begin to feel curious. Yes. Because yes. there yes. was this inherent like this, I wanted to brace and and when I knew that there was an 
genuine desire to expand. And I had the curiosity. Curiosity wasn't able to, to come onto the show because I didn't feel safe to explore. I didn't feel yeah. safe to, yes. to show myself as I am. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 So if if there was someone who is at that stage of feeling really braced, really protected, really um, without access to that kind of curiosity, where would you start? Mm. What has moved the needle for me has been um, getting into the felt sense. Mm -hmm. So playing with in the realms of somatic experiencing, Mm -hmm. which you have been demonstrating all throughout (laughs) this conversation. You have been speaking out loud the felt sense. What is it that your body is saying? Mm -hmm. And I I love um, this foundation of breaking down the thoughts and the feelings to into sensations in the body yeah yeah right it brings the awareness and 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 it help us to become detached of outcomes or even the the belief that may be running the yes. show at the moment yeah yeah, yeah. and so i think that when when people get the opportunity to understand and learn the language of the body broken into sensations, um, I think that's like the first step to, to know what safety, qualities of safety um, feel like in your body and learning to resource, learning what are the places that um, feel good to you feel like this is home base to you places Mm -hmm. that you can come back to when things get intense Mm -hmm. um and even for those people who have you know i i carry trauma in my body and so Mm -hmm. it was it was a it was a process to feel safe in the body Mm -hmm. i i resorted to having resources outside of my body and that was like my very initial step then I took it into the body and then I reclaimed power and that is something I still do yeah I can see a a smile spread across (laughs) your face as you say that that power is mine power is mine baby (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think that's a really powerful invitation to go into the sensations in the body. And I find too, I think you alluded to this, but if I have a thought I'm not good enough or an emotion like shame, if I can focus on what are the sensations in my body and maybe I experience the feeling of I'm not good enough as like a clenching in my throat and my shoulders curving in and like a tense heaviness in my chest. Translating those things into sensation for me takes away a little bit of their charge. 
it's kind of like they, they're less scary or intimidated when they're translated into sensations and that makes them a bit more accessible does does that is that your experience as well yes absolutely yes and um yeah, in, in, in releasing some of the charge around the thinking mm-hmm. or that thought pattern um, is what allows for the space to be curious. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's what allows for, um, for like, to show up, mm-hmm. you know, and in and, and, and taking like that, um, like that, attachment mm-hmm. I, I must let this uh thought of I'm not good enough go mm-hmm. it may take a while for that thought to you know to evolve into something else yeah yeah um and you know when we start gently and at the mm-hmm. pace that feels good mm-hmm. to us I think that's what that's what invites for the space Yeah, you've used that word space a number of times. And every time you say it, I feel like the inside of my Mm. chest open up and my body soften. Like, oh, yeah, I like having space. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like the antidote to pressure. It's a very very nice feeling. Uh, Mm. So... I do have uh, to sort of change the direction a little bit. I do have one kind of technique question for you around blowjobs. Mm-hmm. And that is, do you have, and I ask this because like I said, I, I get a lot of tension in my face and my jaw. And sometimes I get, I stop, uh, I lose connection to my pleasure because I'm kind of uncomfortable in the position that I'm in. Do you have any favorite positions that you find conducive to your own pleasure for offering a blowjob? Oh, yes. Um, Well, my personal favorite, (laughs) my personal favorite is um, when I'm kneeling on a plush cushion Mm -hmm. and he's sitting comfortably. Mm -hmm. Um, I have full range of using my arms, you know, I may be playing with myself Mm -hmm. um, or I may be caressing his body. Mm -hmm. And I also have control of how deep I go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And having uh, free hands, you can also, you know, play with more sensations Mm -hmm. um, in the penis. So it's not just you going up and down. Mm -hmm his penis um you can also get breaks you know like if you're just concentrating on the head of the penis and playing with the hands um at the base of the penis or the shaft Mm -hmm. so that may give you a break you know to your jaw so your Mm -hmm. mouth it's it's closer it's it's Mm -hmm. not totally shut but it's it's not as open Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh yeah, I mean, there are so many other positions, but that is my favorite. Yeah, yeah. And I like that you even specified the the plush cushion because I really love, I love sensations and mm. and and uh, all my senses. So like 
having a nice smell in the room, a nice temperature, mm-hmm. just imagining like the cushiness and the softness of something under my knees. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. I can get into this. <laughs> yes. Yes. It is so important that you're in a comfortable position. Mm-hmm. So, so important. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love, I have one more question for you, but before that, I would love to ask how people can find you, how they can work with you and what kind of offerings you have at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I'm on Instagram. Um, my candle is Marie de Luna underscored empowered. And there you can find links to my website. And at the moment, I'm offering uh, a free consults one-on-one uh, for those that feel cold. I am in the works uh, to birth a jade egg course in the next month or so. Mm. So I will make sure to put all the information, all the juiciness on my Instagram account. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anytime I look at your photos, I'm always inspired to like really own my own erotic nature. There's like a, uh, like a deep sexiness, but also, um, there's like, you can feel kind of the weight of the power behind it. Like you really own it. Um, so that that's what inspires me. <laughs> thank you so much for saying that yeah I think it, it's part of the um the part of reclamation of power mm-hmm. and in understanding them I am I can be in my eroticism but I'm also uh soft and gentle mm-hmm. and I I I I think I embrace in that that you're you're anything you want to be and making it okay. Yeah. 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 Anything you want to be and make it okay. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) So my last question is, if there was one thing that you would like people to take away from this conversation, what would it be? I would say um, that I really would love for anyone and everyone listening to this to to live their sexuality and express their sexuality under their own terms Mm. and to define what I'm trying to say is it, it's to do the things that you want to do in your sexual intimate life, feeling amazing about it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's part of that power <laughs> reclamation that I am so driven by. I can see your face light up as you say that. <laughs> <laughs> I did so many things I didn't want to do for so many yeah. years that mm. that is my mission mm. nowadays. Mm. Mm. Yes. Mm. I think the 
thing that I would like people to take away? I have like five things running through my head right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think that a lot of permission for slowness and spaciousness in this exploration, those qualities of slowness and spaciousness feel really nourishing and healing and sexy in the way that we were talking about safety being sexy. Mm -hmm. So that's what I wish for everyone. Yeah. Safety is the new sexy. It is. <laughs> Safety is Hashtag. the new sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Safety is the new sexy. Um, mm. So thank you, Mari. I really enjoyed this and so much delight, but also so much depth. And I really hope that everyone listening feels inspired to approach blowjobs in a new way if that's something that is part of their Mm. sexual life and to really reclaim and own what Mm. is rightfully theirs in their own bodies yeah i love that (laughs) thank you so much for having me carol you're welcome It brings me great pleasure to imagine you out there listening to Reawakening Love and Power with Carol Ann. You can find Mari on her website, maridayluna.com, and on Instagram at maridayluna underscore empowered. If you're curious about working with me in my homecoming coaching program to come home to your body and your sensual sexual nature in a gentle and trauma-aware way, you can book a free one-hour clarity call. It's a no-pressure conversation where we explore what it is you really want and if it's in alignment for us to work together. Find more information and book in on my website at carolann.com.au and you can also connect with me on Instagram at carolannalive. And don't forget to review and share this podcast, then submit your entry by the 14th of February Australian time for a chance to win. May this episode guide you to open your own gateway to greater safety, power, and pleasure in your erotic life.